Hello and welcome to the podcast version of Kenya's biggest conversation that's broadcast live every weekday morning from 6 to 10 a.m. on Spice FM. Hit subscribe for more thought-provoking conversations with your hosts Eric Latif, Ndu Oko and C.T. Muga and who's who of an eclectic mix of guests from the world of politics, policy, business and culture. This is a Situation Room podcast. Enjoy. So let's talk about something that's been happening, brewing under, like sort of bubbling under. And uh, this is with regards to Nairobi and the governing of Nairobi. Governor Johnson Arthur Sakaja has told of critics of his plans to relocate long-distance vehicles from the CBD. Mm. Speaking after attending a church service in South B yesterday, the governor said, there will be no turning back on these plans. He hit out at leaders who faulted his decision to ban nightclubs from residential areas, saying improvement of residential areas and decongestion of the city <laughs> is his sole responsibility as a governor. He also told critics to stop creating a rift between him and the deputy president regarding a shagua. He said, I respect the DP and I'd like to remind those speaking from different regions of Kenya trying to cause a rift between the county and the national government and Nairobi residents on tribal lines that they'll not succeed. There are duties for the county and the national government and we will work together. Uh, so, the decision to relocate long-distance PSVs from the CBD has put him at loggerheads with the DP who asked him to consult before taking actions that will hurt the business of Mount Kenya people who overwhelmingly voted for him and others. So, basically, the governor has said, look, we've got to work on a plan where those long-distance vehicles don't terminate within the CBD, but they terminate outside the CBD. Vehicles coming from Western terminate somewhere in Westlands. Mm -hmm. Vehicles coming from Mount Kenya terminate somewhere before they get to uh, CBD, and so on and so forth. Look at all the areas where vehicles come outside from outside uh, Nairobi. Now he says, let them not come into the CBD because they're coming to pile up and congest the CBD. Yeah. And this was the issue that Rigadi Gashago, the deputy president, took with. Uh, and he said, look, 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 look. Before you go on and just say decree, look at the ramifications of this, the repercussions and the impact of that action. What does it mean to the people who are traveling? What does it mean to the businesses that are dependent on these people, on these vehicles coming to these areas where they come, the terminus? What happens to them? You can't just wake up and make some of these rules. You are basically just uh, affecting business. I watched Regadi Gashago had an interview last night on uh, Inoro TV with Francis Gashuri. And he was asked this same question. And he went to, at great lengths to basically explain and say again, look, if you talk about a place called Tea Room, very many vehicles from Mount Kenya terminate at that place called Tea Room. He was saying, you know what? There are very many businesses that depend on this terminus. The fact that the matatus are t terminating here, if we just one day abruptly say, all those matatus from Nyeri, Meru, like Kibia, Nyandaro, don't go to Tea Room. What are you saying? The people who are expecting, who are depending on the footfall from this. Yeah. How do they that survive? Come out and then get into those vehicles and then from mm. there go directly. And that means that people will lose out on both sides. Yes. Those who are, um, are getting onto the vehicles and those who are operating the vehicles. Mm -hmm. That people will look for another option that will then serve them better than use yours. So they're businessmen and women who are losing out um, on that business. The congestion of the city, however, has been a bone of contention for decades. Like how we people should be able to get in and out. The city should be your least congested place when you're looking at the movement of traffic. And it is upon that premise that the governor is saying, look, 
Come on, guys, we cannot be dealing with this issue over and over again. Hundreds of millions of shillings spent for this um, terminus. We are going to use it in the way in which uh, it was designed. We're actually going to use it. And change is not going to be comfortable in the beginning, but we're going to get used to it. Mm. And that is the way we're going to do it, to have an orderly city. And that is where he is coming from. It's not emotional. It's not about who's my friend or who is not. Are we trying to get Nairobi running? Yes, we are. Um, from the other side, whereby you want to then pander to the whims of business people who will see this as a real kick in the pants. If it happens, then that's where the other side is coming from. You know, it's not the first time. Sakaja is not the first one to try and remove Matatus from the, within the CBD. This move has been tried before. Even trying to push Matatus to Globe Cinema Roundabout was a move of trying to decongest. There was a whole conversation about moving Matatus and taking a terminus to where... Uh, before Machakos, and then there was what's that place called? Um, um, the old railways behind Wakulima Market. Yes, mm -hmm. I'm what's it called? I could actually see it. I'm seeing it in my eye. Muthurua. Mm. Yes. See? Yeah. See, that's the one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to move Matatus from Eastlands to terminate at Muthurua. This green park thing of uh, NMS of terminating Matatus at at railways. These attempts have been made before. Why do they always flop? Is it that we're trying to apply a band-aid to a broken leg? Because mm. if we, the discussion is about uh, modern transportation in the city, there have been plans in the past that well-documented plans about, say, light rails and other such uh, accommodations, things that would accommodate more people and be able to ferry more people. I mean, the discussion we had even with the PS for transport, right here, mm. okay, with regards to, to the BRT. Yes, mm. all these things are plans to try and decongest. There are those who had planned that, for instance, all the vehicles coming from along Thicker Road, you stop at Kasarani. Yeah. Say so there's a massive parking there that nobody even uses. Mm. Okay, and then from there you get into some other form of public. Mass transport, mass transport. In, into town, that, that sort of thing. Now, mm -hmm. again, all those plans, they sound good, but somehow they never seem to go anywhere. Yeah. Okay? So, it's not that plans don't go anywhere. No, plans are started by people, and if they don't go anywhere, some people have ensured it isn't going anywhere. Mm -hmm. Okay? The anywhere is moved. Yes, exactly. <laughs> the, or the anywhere is just extinguished, so mm -hmm. it, 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 it just ceases to exist, mm -hmm. and a new conversation takes place. What is it about the need to have Matatus out of the city. That's question number one. And mass, Because at the time Matatus weren't there. They simply weren't there. Mm. But they came in and they're there. So how do you accommodate the interest, not the Matatu itself, the interest of that industry so that they're part and parcel of this new change? Yeah. You know, we seem to have been caught up by the current state of affairs where you have a multiplicity of players in a sector called the Matatu sector the transport sector. So you have very many matatus that, are, that ply a route. And so you have very many stakeholders that are involved. If you think about like those days when you're saying, when you'd have a bus that is crossing from one side to the other, mm -hmm. yes, a bus that's coming from uh, Huruma and it ends up in Kawangware. Yes. And it's called a 46. Yes. Right? Crosses the city from one end to the other via KNH because here KNH was now... Sort it's of, sort a, of a it's like point. a mini terminus where they all sort of like interchange. Yeah. And all those other buses, others are doing 23 coming from, I don't know, from Westlands crossing over all the way into 
Eastlands into Jerusalem and the rest. Mm-hmm. These things worked but because there was a one population was not so big yep. and two wasn't. there was a working system organized by the municipal council of Nairobi. Yeah. Yes. And that's why those buses used to be called buses of municipal, right? It was sort of a public transport system managed by one entity. Now we have very many entities. We have very many routes that have been created. We have very many areas where people come from. If you talk about a mass transport system, a bus transport system like uh, what PS Hinga was doing with Fika Road, it would have ended into CBD. But then how do you create the other one that goes across the other side of, mm. of town? But you know, the with no lanes and such. The industry itself has organized itself into what we call circles. Mm-hmm. So they exist within circles. Now, the question I asked earlier on was how then do you bring this industry into not just the 21st century but to meet the needs that we have while also providing the decongestion that you require. Mm. Okay? Is it possible? Yes, it is possible. Because it's a question of the number of vehicles that keep coming in. And we know if you had vehicles that could carry more people, it would assist. It's not that it would... You see, the decongestion of a city is not solved by removing matatus. Mm. No, no, no. It's solved by a multiplicity of approaches. You have to have many forms of transportation within the city. Not one, many. Mm-hmm. Okay? That's where the, 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 the discussion around light rails, transportation, the discussion about mass transportation vehicles... All these things take place. Now, the Matatu will have its role. There are those who at least study these things and they understand it in great detail. And many of them have contributed to this discussion. And we have papers lying where such papers lie as to how we can actually introduce this form of transportation within the city. It exists. Is it the will that isn't there to bring about this change? Or is it, as usual, with the Kenyan Malays, the thing that bedevils us all the time? interests that are at play here what are we dealing with because in this discussion came in the issue of el- elect was it electric vehicles mm. vehicles mm. yes yes some even exist on our roads as we speak this discussion came in so the problem eric is not that the industry has very many uh, uh segmented yeah. or no, no no it's the various interests matatus are just matatus the people in that business are just in that transportation business that's what they're in and if an alternative to what they have within their circles was provided, where money was guaranteed, guaranteed, mm. are we saying that it could work? If the Matatu industry came from nowhere and it's working, it means something else could work, so long as people understand that the economic interest is taken care of. I think there are people in that sector, CT, in the Matatu sector, current players and uh, influential players who are the stumbling block that movement. Why do you say that? Because, like you've heard many times before, the issue of creating a mass transport system, a mass rapid transport system for the city that will include buses, light rail and all and all, did not just start yesterday. No, it didn't. It has been there for a long time. In the Kibaki years, people were taken to Bogota and other places where the transport sector players, those who are in the leadership, actually went on a government-sponsored trip Colombia. They went and looked at what Colombia has done. Bogota rolled out a master system a long time ago. It works very well. They went to other parts of the world. They have looked at it. They've come back here. They've started conversations. But it doesn't move. If if the sector wanted it to move, the sector would be spearheading the talk. But you don't hear the leadership of the Matatu sector actually spearheading the talk because of what we have seen working elsewhere. Actually, this thing can work here. And therefore, we have come together as SACO ABCD. We have decided to shrink our number of Matatus mm-hmm. and invested into these bigger buses. 
and this is how our bigger buses are operating. Do you hear anything like that? Mm -mm. You don't. So my issue is I don't think it's government that is a stumbling block. I think it's the Matatu sector that's a stumbling block. The people who are in government in the Ministry of Transport in the Kibaki years are not the same ones who are there today at the helm. They're different. But the Matatu sector leaders are the same. And yet, this conversation is not moving. Mm. Mm. For decades, it's been there. No, the common denominator area. is these people. Exactly. And here we are looking at a situation whereby they don't want to be uncomfortable for anything at any point. It doesn't matter what you bring. So long as it's going to pose an element of uncomfortability at any one point, they will oppose it. As it is with change. Change comes about and you have to tittle, you know, this way or the other way. You're not going to like it. You don't okay. want it. Let me ask this question. If, let's, if we take the view hmm. that the government actually is interested in bringing change, but they're being hampered by this grouping of individuals, hmm. who licenses them? The government. The government. Who enables them to actually do their business? The government. So... Is the government in a position to get them to do what the government wants? It could. Precisely. With political will. Now, the thing is, how much leverage does the sector seem to have? You see, Look at this move by Sakaja, right? Mm. And the reaction is not coming just from, you know, the sector itself. In fact, the Matatu owners, Matatu welfare, and all these other Matatu things, associations, are quiet. Their spokesperson is the deputy president. Mm. And his angle is, no, 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 this is affecting business. There are people who are going to suffer. They are going to do this and the other. Mm. Why? Why would the deputy president sit back and say, okay, yeah, there's an issue here? They would be the ones who are actually going to talk to the deputy president and telling him, boss, actually, this thing works for us. This thing is good. You know, let us support it. You know, if, if I were... There is no political goodwill because the goodwill has been taken away by the leverage that mm. the Matatu sector has mm. on politicians. What on earth would that leverage be? Votes, influence. You know, for a moment or there... Or money. For a moment there... Mm. I thought you were suggesting that the deputy president owns matatus. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You know, if people in the industry can understand with great clarity how their benefits will not be eroded, mm. do you really think that that same position would still stay? Because there are those who've argued, and I've heard this argument before, that part of the reason why you find these exceedingly dilapidated matatus on the road is because those who own them are police, mm -hmm. members of the police service. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, they're the ones who are involved in arresting vehicles that are not. So if it's owned by such individuals, it's been said. The truth, I don't know where it lies. Mm -hmm. But there are some matatus as I get, you look at and you, you feel it is better to walk. Mm -hmm. Yes, because boarding that matatu can be a complete health hazard. Now, what am I saying? The subject that I introduced when I first started, when I, when I contributed was one among the things I said was the issue of self-interest, mm -hmm. which bedevils us at every stage of what we do in this country. Mm -hmm. There will be the conversation about self-interest, whether it is political, whether it's economic, whatever the reason is, but it's always it always rears its head. And it seems to take over any discussion you may have so that even the benefit that was supposed to be derived and the discussion around it is now pushed aside. It's pushed aside. Yes. Even from both sides, even if you think about, so Governor Sakaja seems, and he says he's adamant that, you know what, he's got to relocate the Matatus from the CBD and they've got to start terminating elsewhere. What exactly is he uh, building up to? Because I don't hear a proper coherent plan that says that this is where Matatus are going to terminate. Is there any bus stop that you know West, from Westlands 
heading all the way to Limuru <coughs> where Buster. matatus that come from that side no. would actually go and terminate where well, you know this is bus station if you look at Westlands mm. you see that road the side road that leads into those business establishments on the side that's what's become the bus stop yep now, so there's no terminus anywhere so he hasn't built a terminus on that side there's no terminus on Thika Road where he says all those buses coming from Moyale to Garissa to Meru to Nyeri Nanyuki Isiolo Muranga all of you this is where you terminate you don't come into town is there anywhere where you've seen no a conversation as Sakaji saying let's remove these matatus from the CBD where he's saying this is where they shall be terminating I haven't actually seen any or from Mombasa road and he says this is where they'll be terminating no, once or again. from Machakos on the side of Kangundo and saying this so what is Kasakaja driving at so that's the question you ask yourself okay so I... what exactly is is the game plan here you know and if you've come from Moyale you've alighted the bus at wherever even if it's Ngara how do you then crossover if you are going to Kawangware how do you find yourself in Kawangware you know this issue of mm. moving uh, bus terminal it's a conversation that the bigger towns whether it's Mombasa Kisumu maybe Eldoret mm. Nairobi it's a conversation that has been had because you will find that it's a discussion that is still taking place now we know how the populations in these big towns increase. We, we know it's not something that cannot be planned for it's something mm. that can be planned for yeah and the movement of these people the service which is provided for by the matatu industry is a necessary part of all this mm. okay now i'm thinking even as you're speaking yes this thing was put up at the railways yes it's supposed to do a b c d oh we get all that but will it solve the problem i say i think not mm. it won't really solve the problem where's the comprehensive plan that says look phase 1 we're going to do this phase 2 this is what we will do yeah and phase 3 because you this thing of decongestion is mm. not just about matatus no 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 it's also about people who own cars how do you ensure that someone who owns a car will feel comfortable enough to take public transport so they don't all these people who need to drive yes. into town yeah. don't have to drive into yeah. town yeah. because to say that it is matatus that are causing the decongestion it, that is not true they they are not the bulk of the vehicles they are the bulk of the vehicles are the vehicles that are owned by individuals yeah. so how do you get people to appreciate the need of coming to work without necessarily driving their own cars if we were to talk about a public transport system then it has got to be run to some degree by the public hmm? and this is by government it has to be it can't be at because people come together and they are running private sector and they are doing some circle those are the ones that will depend on no to reorganize no, this no, thing. no. They, they 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 won't they because change involves cost and they may not be willing to go into that yep when they're making money why would they now stop what they're doing which is making the money to go into something which is in the future could make them money as you say but will cost them money first why Does it make sense? That makes financial Doesn't sense. Make sense. This is the Situation Room, the only way to start your day. Good morning, Eric. How are you doing? And the team. Good morning. I'm Good morning. fine, thank you, Justin. Yetunamka. What do you say about yeah. this uh, move to relocate the PSVs? Well, I think the move to relocate the PSVs is very, very late. I think they should have been done, uh, you know, like yesterday. Yep. You know, every every developing city or town or municipality yep. has to have a transport system that enables the economy of the country to move uh, in a way that is organized mm -hmm. kenya or nairobi and mombasa in the days that we were growing up had a, an established transport system the kenya bus service 
uh, which was doing a very good work. Yeah. But unfortunately, Kenyans being Kenyans, when the time reached for our people to manage the system, they decided to eat the entire transport system and, uh, you know, bring in the chaotic system that we enjoy today, mm-hmm. which is the Matatus. Mm-hmm. If you come to a small town or, you know, called the city of London. It has an organized uh, underground system of train. They have an o- overland buses, the London bus service, which is run together with the local county. Mm. And the government, the national government, puts in a bit of resources into it to make sure that the transport system works. It's not that we don't have private uh, transporters. We have them, but they operate from outside the central business district. Mm. The long-distance uh, hauliers, you know, buses. You know, I can get a bus from here to... Manchester, you know, from anywhere to any other town, but they don't come into the town center. The city, the central business place is meant for people to do the other businesses other than just chaotic transport system, which is all over, you know. You, you go to Nairobi, in the city center, you are founding, you get matatus all over, yeah. which don't give you even access for people to do other things that they're supposed to be doing. So we need to have an organized system, and someone has to come up. If Sakaja wants to do that for the city, let him be given the freedom to do it in association with the national government to make sure that we have a running and well-managed transport system. The other players in the system can join in and buy shares mm-hmm. and make money. Thank you very much, Matunda. That's my take. Asante sana for your take. 0719-012600. Moses Nderito. Hi, Eric. Hi. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, man. How are you doing? Very good. Hi, CT and do. Fine. Thank you, Moses. Good to hear from you. You're keeping well? Very well. The congestion against uh, moving the traffic jam somewhere. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) So if you... If you move the vehicle from CBD to, let's say, Green Park, yep. have you decongested the city or have you just moved the jam from mm-hmm. CBD to Green Park? And then that means Uru Highway and Health Alert. Yeah, so one thing I have to agree with you, Eric, you know, public transport is a system. It's not a vehicle. And even when you talk about those Bogotas and everywhere, yeah, all those cities, public transport is provided by the public sector, by government. Mm-hmm. It's not private. And where there are private sector players, government subsidizes. And that's where you find people moving to higher capacity buses. So you can't tell a guy who uses a 20-year-old uh, Nissan Matatu going to Parkland yeah. that he's going to invest in a, in a train or in a, one of those light trains. Yeah. How? You see? So we've, we start at the wrong premise. One of the things I agree with Takaja, the only thing that's public in our public now PSV sector mm. is the passenger. Yeah. <laughs> when Nairobi worked, the government was a shareholder of Kenya bus service. Yep. So if you want to decongest, number one, government must be involved. So that BRC idea was good because it's government-led. Mm. Now, down the line, you can find how do you incorporate this private sector player so that you don't remove their livelihood. How do you incorporate them? How do we, how are we incorporated in Safaricom? By buying shares into this government entity. That, But if we are thinking that we are going to move Matatus from one place to the other, you've not, all you've just done is moved the problem and the same thing continues. Yeah. And that's the way we've, and we've been doing that for, for the last 30 years with no success. Even SGR, the next time you're somebody from the Kenya Railway, ask them if SGR passenger service makes money. It makes losses mm. from passengers, but it's subsidized by the profits they make on cargo.
passenger service, London Underground, does not make a profit. It is subsidized by government. Mm. So public uh, transport in a city is a social service, must be provided by government. If you want public sector to buy bigger buses, you give them concessions and you give them uh, subsidies for when they run off peak without enough passengers. Mm. There is no other way. Moses, System thank you. <laughs> yes, guys. Thank you. Have a good day. We want to hear from you. 0719-012600. Do you support the plans to decongest the CBD by removing PSVs? My mind is on that issue. So when we're saying that we're moving, it's just a question. And think about it in terms of physics, right? Mm. When we say that uh, we're trying to decongest the city by making sure that uh, vehicles, you know, start and stop at a certain place, are we sorting out the the decongestion problem are we sorting out the traffic issue are we is that actually what is happening Without by having people converging place. at one place and asking everybody who wants to then use vehicles in that area to all then come and converge there as well without working on other things for example if you say all matatus on thicker roads should uh, you know and terminate in gara you haven't sorted out many things. You know, this thing starts with the planning. You've just the, moved the CBD to Ngara. It starts with the plan. Huh? Mm. And that's where, like, those two gentlemen we had here who are planners come in. Yeah. Because, believe me, part of what they do is understanding this very discussion we're having. How do you ensure that there's symmetry with all these moving parts? You're talking vehicles, you're talking private vehicles, you're talking mm. about people walking the streets, you're talking about buildings. One of the things that has happened, if you, over time, you will observe, is the thing that has decongested the city perhaps more than anything else mm. is the growth of the suburbs. For instance, someone who lives in Westlands or probably works there never comes to CBD. Somebody who lives, say, in the Lavington area, let's go to the east of the uh, Nairobi River. If you work in the area of, say, Donholm or you work in the area of uh, Buruburu, yeah. you no longer need to come to the CBD to shop. You'll shop right there. Yeah. So now, if you have hubs, that can actually contain all these human activities. All the services that you need. Yes, yes, yes. Including where you actually work. See, you move that human body. That human body occupies the matatus. That's why you find them coming into town. That's why I say, I'm speaking as a layman. Now, somebody who understands the issues of planning and the details around it would be able to give a lot of meat to this discussion. Yeah. Indeed. So that when you talk about decongesting, it's not vehicles, as Moses put, uh, clearly put it. Humans. It's humans, and there's a system that you put in place. Indeed. And all these things fall in. Indeed. John in Nairobi, good morning. Morning to you. How are you? Very well, thank you. Uh, I think this should be like a complete process put together mm -hmm. before implementation, because um, moving the matter to rather the long-distance vehicles out of the CBD, mm. then what next for the people? How will people uh, reach those particular sections? I mean, um, what Sakaja should do first, have all the stakeholders in board, oh. on board so that they agree on specific implementation guidelines. Mm -hmm. Because uh, after moving uh, these matatus out of the CBD, then what next? The reason why is going to face serious issues with some of the leaders and some of the stakeholders is there are bottlenecks that has to be agreed upon. So he needs to bring the stakeholders on, on board, including the public. They agree on guidelines like step one, step two, mm -hmm. step three, mm -hmm. with the timelines so that everybody's on board. Yep. And this is going to be a flop. Because you can even see uh, the DP is not agreeing with him. And yep. I believe also other people might not maybe have spoken by now, but it's, it's actually coming to be that people are still going to fight this. 
mm-hmm. including some of the cronies within the private sector. My recommendation would be come up with a plan, involve the stakeholders, and agree on step-by-step implementation. But for now, especially after uh, the DP had prayed recently to his God, yeah. it's going to be really a tough time <laughs> for Sakaja. <laughs> it's going to be a tough time for him, but I think this is one of the possibly prayer lines that the DP put across to his God. Thank you, John. Thank you very much. Peter says, it's about time to remove the matatus from the CBD. Let the matatus suckers invest in high-capacity buses to reduce congestion. Mm. Abdullah says what? Abdullah says, I support the move. We need a peaceful city, a decongested city, a clean city, and a city free from thugs. Sakaja can do it, and he is able. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> this is going to take a while. I mean, just like Moses has said, there's an authority called Namata the Nairobi Metropolitan Transport Authority that looks not just at transport within Nairobi, mm-hmm. but na- within the Nairobi metropolis, which stretches all the way into Kitengela, into Ngong, into actually into Machakos as well, into towards Muranga and towards Naivasha. So it looks at all that. Namata is there. So we have Namata. We have NTSA. We have the Ministry of Transport. We have the Minister for Transport. We have the County of Nairobi and the other county governments of Kiambu, Kajiado, Machakos, uh, going into into Muranga to some extent. And all this. How are all these working together? And I think that's where the conversation ought to be. So it, mm. this, this ought to be the way the Deputy President is saying no. He should actually be coming up with a solution and saying, actually, hold on. What can we do? How about? Because I have been given the job of coordinating county governments. How about I call in the governors of these areas and tell them, let's sit. How about I call in Namata and I call in Kipchumba Murkomen and I call in the others and I tell them, all right, how about we work on a program that stretches not just five years where we can see results in five years Mm. for elections, Mm. but... 15 years, mm. 20 years. We begin now. We put it in place. Namata has the plans on the Nairobi metropolis and how it should look like in terms of transport. We talk about all these things. Oh, light rain. Oh, bus rapid transport. Oh, cycling lanes. Oh, this and the other. What can we start with mm. implementation? Mm. Where can mm. we begin? Where can it begin? Look, it's got, it, and the, the thing is, just like you're saying, the plans must be all-inclusive. Mm. And this is the thing that half the work when it comes to something as delicate as this is that the buy-in from everybody who is involved across sector has to be 100%. Or at least has to be, appear to be 100%. But the buy-in is just as important. That's like 50% of the work that must be done. Mm-hmm. The implementation of actually moving things, if you ask me, just because of the delicacy of this thing, is the majority of the work. That those who are involved, Namata, the organizations the associations because this thing is a huge monster that needs to be dealt with and it has many heads most of the work is getting the buy-in from a lot of these folks to say okay guys look at the good of the city Mm. overall and if you have a city that works you then as an association or a sector will benefit yeah you have no loss to make here with operating within a working city mm. you're making losses when the city is not working and so if you have buy-in from these folks half your work is done these bumping of heads that we are seeing now is because there's no buy-in 
they've not been converted. I will keep pushing. We will yeah. keep doing this. Mm. Sakaja will not succeed in this move to move this. He may just get for the first X number of months, Matatu's moving. Mm. They will be back. Sonko tried it. They came back. Kidero tried it. They came back. It has been tried before. Kibunya tried it. They came back. Mm. Before him, Michuki had tried it. It's... You know, Eric, just anecdotally speaking, it's mm -hmm. a simple fact that privately owned cars are the, the majority of vehicles on our roads, mm -hmm. not Matatus. Mm -hmm. No. Okay? So, you are going to have this conversation. You must have a comprehensive conversation about it. It's not just Matatus, it's vehicles. Because to argue that it is the Matatus that causes a congestion, that is a false argument. It's a completely false argument. Mm -hmm. Yes. And that's where you bring in the so-called experts. Now, this gentleman that he has brought in as an advisor, again, he has his work cut out for him. Completely. And uh, he will be judged harshly. Yep. Yes. He's called Professor Washington Ocheng. Yes. He is uh, from the Imperial College in London. He's a big man in the UK. He's been given more and more roles. He is said to have been one of the people who designed mm. the London trans transport system. Good thing, isn't it? Mm. Hmm? So he's got the experience. In London. In London, of yes. doing that. Yes. In London. And, and it is successful. Yep. So we're seeing how mm. we can color photocopy it. And bring it here. Yes. <laughs> Charles Hinga, the PS for housing, also has experience of working around the same thing in South Africa. Hmm? Higher. Let's see how it moves. How about that? You made it to the end of today's podcast. You clearly ooze stamina. Guess what? Just hit subscribe at Standard Media Podcast, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts from. Our podcasts drop daily. From me and the team, catch you next time. Bye-bye.